Thank you, everyone, and, and a good morning to you. This, by the way, is the commercial. Uh, trying to put uh, 45 years of leadership experience into 10 minutes is quite a challenge, but I'll, I'll try to do it to you because I love talking about leadership because I think that leadership is one of the highest callings uh, that a human being uh, can, uh, can have. It's, uh, it's important and it's a productive human trait. Uh, I'd like to go over with you some of, uh, some of these traits, some of these concepts of leadership in hopes that you can walk away with one or more of these ideas. Now the key thing is this. You've heard of the phrase, a born leader. Leadership can be taught, and it's the responsibility of each and every one of you in this room to try to remember how you can learn these techniques of leadership. Some of them will come to you naturally, some of them you have to work at, but leadership is a learned, is a learned trait. Uh, I have a friend named Warren Bennis, who is at the University of Southern California, and he did a study some years ago and found that amongst leaders, that is CEOs, governmental organizations, NGOs, etc., the one thing that most leaders had in common, not all, but most leaders had in common, was a belief in the institution of marriage. And indeed, the majority of them were still married to their first spouse. So, please keep that in mind. <laughs> That's the commercial. I, I'm here with my wife, Evelyn, that we've been married 44 years, so uh, I'm, I'm trying very, very hard to make that, that work. That's right over there. <laughs> now, let's talk about what some of those skills are. Number one uh, is a strong sense of self. You have to keep your ego under control. Uh, and uh, Colin Powell uh, said, uh, and he, as you know, is a great, great leader, and I'm, I'm gonna quote from him. He said, never let your ego get so close to your position that when your position goes, your ego goes with it. So try to keep that in mind. Second, a leader has got to be able to make decisions. I often say I would rather see someone make the wrong decision than no decision. If you can make a decision uh, from the simplest thing of uh, how many minutes did you want to have your egg boiled this morning uh, to a major decision, you will be on the way to being a great leader. Number three, fairness. A leader must be fair. You can be tough, but you must be fair. Do, do we all remember as kids, what's the one accusation we can make to our parents? That's not fair, okay? If you are fair to the people who work for you and you are fair to the people who you work with, they will seek you out as a leader and they'll be willing to follow you. Number four, determination and will. You have to burn, you have to be determined uh, to do whatever it is that you want to do. If you don't have that determination, you can't get anywhere. 
I've interviewed people, and uh, I remember I was once interviewing a secretary, and she said to me, I'll give it a try. Was there determination will there? No. When someone comes in and says, I want this job, or I want your job, <laughs> my name's on the door, though. <laughs> okay. Number, uh, number five, trust. Uh, the people who work for you must trust you. And another study made of a whole group of people uh, in various businesses, they said that they, would, they didn't care how tough their boss was, but they wanted to be able to trust that boss. And if indeed people trust you and you trust them, I guarantee you your leadership skills will be enhanced. Uh, I used to have uh, an executive uh, working for me um, uh, who I was very suspicious of. Every time he said to one of the people who worked for him, trust me, the advice was head for the hills because he was going to do something to you. You have to remember, trust. Number six, listen. A good leader listens. If God wanted you to talk more than he wanted you to listen, he would have given you two mouths. If you listen, you will learn. Seven, be visible. Uh, you've all heard the MBWA expression, management by walking around. Get around. Be visible. Go, go into people's offices. Um, I had a customer years ago uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, a man named Max Hess. And uh, he, he ran a department store called Hess's in Allentown. And I went to visit him. And uh, we were sitting somewhere uh, that wasn't his office. And I said, where's your office? He said, I have no office. And he would wander around from office to office to office, and he would be in everyone's office. You have to keep a clean desk. But, uh, but now, I learn from that, and I try, except when I'm really, really tight there for time, I always try to go to someone else's office if I'm going to meet with them. Because I like walking down the halls. I look down, I pick up some paper that's on the floor, I walk into offices, I get to know all the secretaries, I can, I can see what's going to going around. Walk around. The head of our research and, uh, and uh, development laboratories is never in his office. I can never find him. I find him eventually in, in the lab, but he's always here, there, and the third place. So walk around and be, and be seen. Number eight, encourage risk-taking. You, you cannot cross a chasm in, with two steps. You have to take that giant step. Now, I have to share a story with, with you. Um, I, I, I gave a speech um, a few weeks ago at Annapolis to the second classmen. These are the people who are juniors um, in, in Annapolis. And I said to them, uh, take risks, gentlemen and ladies, take risks. And at the end, we had a Q&A. One midshipman stood up there. Very few people wanted to ask questions because the superintendent, who was a three-star admiral, was sitting 
right up in the front, and so they're all a little tentative. And so this one young midshipman, he came up and, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to ask a, a question. He said, you want me to take a risk? He said, well, I'm going to take a risk. He said, we have our ring dance coming up uh, in, in, in March 16th. Do you think it would be possible for Carolyn Murphy, the Estee Lauder model, to be my date? <laughs> Guess what? She's coming and she's doing it. So try me later on, okay? <laughs> Number nine, you have to be decisive. Just, you just do it, make a decision and get on with it because people like Christmas. People like closure. The worst con way, thing you can condemn someone for is he or she can't make up their mind. Make up your mind and get it done. Ten, dignity and recognition. It's so much easier to give someone their dignity and protect their dignity. If someone's doing something great, recognize it. Say congratulations, well done, thank you. Uh, sadly, over the years, I've had to fire some people. Uh, when someone comes, uh, comes in and say, well, what have I done wrong, what have I done wrong? That's not the time to start taking them down. That's the time, ladies and gentlemen, to start building them up. And I say to them, because I believe this absolutely, everybody in this world has worth. The fact that we have not been able to take advantage of your skills is not your fault, it's our fault. It hasn't worked out, it's really our responsibility that you haven't been able to be utilized in the way your skills should show you. Um, so, I want to end with one last word, that's vision. You, if order for, if for you to get to a place where you want to be, you have to dream, you have to have vision as to where you want to be. If you dream of being where in some great place, I guarantee you, you will get there. That's my promise to you if you follow your dreams, and they'll always come true. Thank you.